Shitstorm, a comedy game design podcast for two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. What do we do now? <laughs> that is the theme for today. In our second of, well, probably three Global Game Jam themed, um, episodes, themed episodes, yep. we're going to tackle the theme from, what year was it? 20... 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. What do we do now? So yeah, for those who haven't listened to our last week to last week's episode, we are participating in the 2018 Global Game Jam next week, and just as a lead up to that, we're going to uh, do a few episodes where we're for every click pitch, we're also adding in one of the previous themes from the past year's Global Game Jams, just for a bit of a challenge and to get us used to uh, yeah working on sort of a, a set theme. Sounds great. Do you want to tell our listeners all about? The game that we'll be playing today. Yeah, so this is Click Pitch, and uh, we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, we click refresh, we get a new word, and we put those two words together, and in this case, with the additional theme of what do we do now, and uh, we, make a, we make a game design out of that. So, uh, let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Small. Carpeting. What do what we do, do we now? Do now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, you got something? So, you know how there's this movie out at the moment called Downsizing? Yeah. I don't know um, what it's so about. Is it a shrinking movie? Yes, it's okay. about basically to combat um, global warming and all this sort of stuff. Matt Damon uh, agrees to have this shrinking process happen all right. where he gets made a lot smaller. So I'm thinking is that just that to like just, reduce it, his carbon footprint? Just to reduce the carbon footprint <laughs> of just his. Um, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact. But there's, but a, there's a whole heap of people who are getting having oh, okay, this done, okay. and it basically means that you know your money's actually worth a lot more because you know you don't it goes further. You don't, you it goes further, and all. You can eat one grape for an entire day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So the idea being that he gets downsized. He goes into his into his house, he mm. expects it fully furnished, and there's nothing. Okay. So, he goes, what do we do now to his wife? Okay. I don't know if he's got a wife in the, in the movie, I haven't seen it. Um, and pretty much it's just them furnishing their house with having to choose, you know, carpet samples and that sort of stuff. <laughs> so, they're in a tiny house that's like their size? A dollhouse, I'm thinking. They're, okay. So, so it's it's effectively a dollhouse. Okay. I like the idea that maybe you see, like, big people in the background. Just yeah, I was going to say, do they have to, like, scavenge for, like, bottle caps and cardboard boxes and things to, to build their furniture? Yeah, I, I think it's... Um, this is very early on, so it's maybe not Matt Damon, um, but it's probably, you know, like, the earliest people who... Um, they did it to themselves, and then they're like, okay, what do we do now? And right. they've got a carpet there, um, their dollhouse. with <laughs> and a carpet, their dollhouse. <laughs> with, like, offcuts of... Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Uh, my main thought, my first thought, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know exactly where you were going, was they've been downsized. They're moving into their new house, except nobody told the, the, the people making the house that they were tiny. And so they get there and it's a normal sized house. Uh, and so like getting from the kitchen. <laughs> they get lost in the carpet. Well, yeah, that's it. Getting from the kitchen to the bedroom is like having to walk across a desert of, of like short pile rug. <laughs> God. And, ta- and like fighting cockroaches and, and snacking on crumbs. Okay. Um, so it's the movie, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but it's inside this time instead of um, 
instead of being in the grass, it's yeah going through the plush pile. It's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, yeah, uh, that sounds awesome. And and you, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like the the big boss is uh, is your two year old who was not shrunk. <laughs> That's the final <laughs> boss of the game. And, um, um, and mini, you, mini bosses, uh, you've got like like the cat, mice, my, uh, well, yeah, cat, yep. um, vacuum cleaner. Yeah, vacuum cleaner. That's a, that's an awesome like the boss. Maid, the maid comes. Okay, um, so it's like a Tomb Raider style game, or no, an Assassin's Creed style game that you can climb up like the furniture and shit. Oh yeah, totally. And, That'd be you know, cool. you get vantage points, and you know, it sort of does yes. the huge circle around. Yeah, and, and, and it's like it's a an blowfly. <laughs> It's or either a, a blowfly or a mozzie. Yeah, it's a mozzie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's mozzie vision. <laughs> you can actually, you can, if you, if, if, a, if a dragonfly gets into the house, you can like use it as a mount. Okay, so I like the idea that when you're this size, you can actually talk to the insects. So, so like you're okay. getting, um, just so happens the reason why we at normal size can't actually understand the insects is because they seem to talk at a much faster rate mm. and, you know, the size has changed. Well, the fre- and know. the frequency, right? The frequency. And the frequency. Uh, you know, for our large ears, it just, it doesn't sound like anything. But if you've got tiny ears, yes. then uh, those those sound waves hit your ears in a much different way and you can understand them. Sure. And they yeah. all, funnily enough, speak English, weirdly. Yeah, they do. Well, they, I mean, they talk pres- all different languages. They- I'm... I'm, Presumably, I'm like, if you're in an English-speaking country, they speak English, so they learn from the people around them. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, I reckon they're, they're who you're getting the side quests off. Um, okay. They've all got little exclamation points above their heads. Not all, but some, <laughs> yes. There's, like, the the mafioso cockroach who's just been around for days now, which is huge in cockroach terms. Yeah, so I'm, I'm picturing that some of the things that you've got to go out and do is, um, like, disable the mortine bomb. And, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, what else? Like, uh, like save you, one of working- the, save the, uh, the butterfly that got caught in a spider's web. Yeah, you've got choices and- you can negotiate or you can just, like, use combat and, and take down that spider. <laughs> so, uh, clean out, like, Mouse traps, you know, sort oh, yeah. of go go out there with a with a match and sort of flick all the mil- all the mouse traps, yep. so that the um the big mafioso um cockroach cockroach, you know, his his, his boss is um is the is the mouse that you you eventually fight. Oh yeah, one of the boss guys. Yeah, totally. Um, he's like all scarred up. It's like, but you know, it's basically to make him happy. Hmm. Yeah, totally. He's got a racket on all the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> or peanut butter, depending on what you what you were using. Yeah, well, that's going to be a lot harder to uh, to get off the mouse traps, I think. But um, yeah, yeah, but w- once once they're actually you know sprung, then there's no problems with it anymore. Um, I yeah, like enough. the idea that there's maybe you've put down a roach motel, <laughs> and you've got to go save the so- mafiosa's <laughs> so any- um, daughter from with daughter or son from within within the brooch motel. Yeah. So you've got to sort of work out how to get through the sticky stuff. So is there a moment uh, where, you know, like any good uh, movie where a cop goes to prison that all these insects realise that you're the people who have been killing all their family for years? Um, I think that maybe, yes, that does happen at some stage. But mm. I like the idea that it's, that it's not... Um, you know, they just can't fathom that you were you were the big people, right? You just so happen to look, you know, you're small, and therefore they they don't understand the idea that you can go bigger or smaller until you run into like that one really smart insect who's just like, 
an outcast from all his peers because he's too clever and he can read and stuff. And he yeah. he realizes. Yeah. And so, and so that and then that all builds up to that final boss against the baby who's just like thinks you're a toy. Uh and and weirdly enough, like if if you get the bad ending, you have to kill the baby. Like oh, it's God. it's a bit of a twist and it's really dark. <laughs> But like he that's, swallows you, but you but you choking. <laughs> that's the yeah. It's really sad. That's the only like it just becomes that. That's the, if you haven't done well enough throughout the game, and you haven't if you didn't pick up like the the dummy at the beginning and store it away, uh, then uh, you, there's no way to calm the baby down, and you just you, your only way to survive is uh, is is kill the baby. Yeah. <sighs> I know, it was, it was very, a very dark. It was a controversial decision from the developer. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I think it pays off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got a really interesting message about baby killing. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, ideally. <laughs> okay, we're going to click again. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> Tinting. Accomplice. What do we do now? Okay, so a car has just come in to the to the shop. Um, it's got the worst tint that you've ever seen. Okay, and you and your accomplice um, in a co-op game okay. have to um, it's a it's have a- to decide what do they do now? Do they strip off the um, <laughs> the old stuff? Do they replace the windshield? It's a window tinting game. Uh, I, I'm interested to hear how you will make this game uh, fun. <laughs> um, an interesting controller scheme. Uh, yeah, the original Wii remotes. <laughs> you have to like scrape off the existing tint, but it's really janky controls because it keeps losing <laughs> the sensor, and it's just not accurate, not very accurate. <laughs> That's where the challenge comes in. <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think what what old controller can we use? What's one that we haven't thought about for a long time? The uh, Nintendo Power Glove. Oh, God. That's horrible. <laughs> but yes, we'll use the Nintendo <laughs> Power Glove. <laughs> it's, just, it's just buttons, right? It's just another way to press A, B. Yeah, and you have to actually, like, program in the sort of movement that you actually want to do. And <laughs> well, does it have? Does it, did it actually have movement stuff? Or I thought it was just, like, you press your fingers together and things. It, it, had, it had movement stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but it was basically... You put some sensors on around the TV, and they were effect that they were effectively like a Wii. Oh, really? I didn't um, realize it was that advanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could actually like move the hand, and it would detect where the hand was. Huh. Just really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure the the, <laughs> the accuracy was not great. Yeah. So effectively, it works just like a like the Wii remote. You know, only twenty years earlier. Mm. <laughs> but um. So, okay, what do you have to do first? Scrape off the um, <laughs> scrape off the old tint? I don't know. I've never tinted anything. <laughs> I guess so. It's just like a sort of a covering over the window, isn't it? That like sticks to the window with a couple yeah. of layers or something. So the idea is that you got to get rid of all the bubbles. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's where the actual gameplay comes in. Is like pushing those bubbles to the edges without getting any creases or getting it stuck. Yep. This could be a whole like series of mini games. Where you're not only tinting car windows, but you're like putting on screen protectors on your phone. Uh, 
and <laughs> and the alternate one of like peeling off those protectors that come on hardware, you know, wh- that you take off once you buy it. Oh, I'm really good at those. I love those. Yeah, and bubble wrap. <laughs> we'll just have of- some bubble wrap in there too. Oh yeah, the feeling of of unwrapping, um, you know, a piece of equipment that you just got with an LCD screen, and you're like, oh yeah, just took off. Oh that, yeah, mm-hmm. that protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Orgasmic. Okay, three to one click. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Reptile, shellfish. What do we do now? So they're star-crossed lovers. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You have, to, you have to figure out how they've just got married. They've just got married. It's their wedding night. They get home. It's their first time. And they're like, <laughs> they go, what, what, do we do we, what do we do now? I don't even know whether we've got bits that are compatible. I've got an exoskeleton. You've got an inner skeleton. How's this going to? Yeah. And it's like quop sort of controls where you're moving actual different body parts. Or like, I am bread. <laughs> Oh god! No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. Well, maybe um, it's, maybe it's something different. Maybe it's like a banjo kazooie style buddy adventure. Yep. Between a reptile and a shellfish. Okay. Right. What sort of shellfish first? Like a I kind of uh, like lobster. Lobster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big big guy. I'm, I'm just I'm just picturing a the, this big guy on the back of a back of a lizard. You know that are just all right. And so awesome, a lizard you know? like a well, how big it, a lizard? Like a goanna. Because if it's going to carry Goanna, a lobster, if it's going to carry a lobster, so maybe a maybe it's a baby crocodile. So it's not okay. Huge. So they're actually similar in size. Similar in size, and, and the you've crocs got a basically, bit yeah, the lobster on top of the on top of the the, the, the croc. Mm-hmm. So you've got the really nasty, um, nasty strong oh. jaws of, of yeah, the croc on the front, and then, and right then the, beside it, like the two massive pieces. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so. Yeah. You don't want to go anywhere near that end of the croc, the cropster, mm. the cropster, yeah, <laughs> yeah crocs, crocster, yeah. I guess. Lobodile, lobodile, lobodile. So, can you like go into different configurations then? Like, because the lobster can turn around if something's coming up behind you, then yeah. you switch, move those to the back or the side. Uh, so it's a co-op game. Yeah, okay. one person controls the the croc. Mm-hmm. One person controls the lobster. That makes sense. So the lo- the lobster um, uh, has actually damaged his legs, so he has to be on top of the croc. Right. Okay. But- so there's this real like heartwarming intro sequence where this lobster. I don't know um, what happened. How, how did it lose its legs? Uh, I'm thinking that um, he was originally going to be someone's dinner, so okay. he had the rubber rubber bands on the on the on the pincers. Oh, all right, yeah, and like they were. Un- yeah, un- so that's good they, actually, because for the first levels, the you, you like the first couple of levels, you you've still got these rubber bands on, and so yeah, you, on the pincers, you don't have those so. pincers yet, and so so the croc comes. So so do, is it start in a restaurant? Maybe this croc. Maybe she was a like a pet crocodile in there, sort of in the big aquarium. It was like a feature of this restaurant. You come here and there's, they've yep. got a crocodile. Uh, but she falls in love. This is still maybe <laughs> that was the previous one, but maybe they're still in love. Uh, she falls maybe in love a with camaraderie. this. Okay, there's a camaraderie between the lobster and yeah. Let's let's not get down the romance path. Um, 
you know, across the crowded restaurant, they meet eyes and this poor lobster with its pincers banded. Well, I guess they, anyway, in the, uh, in so the other tank. I'm starting to see that at the very start, you're trying to get away. Um, yeah. All you can do is move move the legs and then the chef brings down the massive butcher's knife and like cuts off. Like, right. Takes off um, the legs. Takes off one, one side of your legs. So and that's, yep. And is that where the croc comes into play and has to come save you? She like jumps out of the tank and yeah, yeah, K- kicks you on, on onto the back and then you know sort of jumps out the window and you get a, like a freeze frame and it's like <laughs> yep, um, Lobodile. Lobodile. <laughs> no, I was thinking it was a freeze frame with like the record scratch. <laughs> you might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> 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 I would love it if it was like a, you know, um, completely um, voiced over by by either the cro- the crocodile or the, lo- or the lobster. Oh, I think I think both. Yeah, yeah. You see, you sort of hear their inner monologue as they think about each other, as they're thinking about what's going on. Actually, I like that. That the very first scene actually is both of them jumping out the window of a restaurant, and that's where you get the record scratches. Like you might be wondering how we got here. And then it goes back and you play that first level of the escape and the intro to them all. Yeah. And then when you get back to that point of them jumping out the window, that's where you get the title card. Lobodile. Lobodile. Adventures <laughs> through Paris. Friendship. And f- friendship. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I like the idea that... Um, so, you manage to escape the city. Okay. And then all all you're trying to do is get back to the um get back to the ocean. Yep. Um, well, wait. To the croc- it, crocodiles are freshwater, aren't they? This is a saltwater croc. <laughs> okay. So I I don't know where lobsters go, but either way, they're they're trying to get home. They happen to they happen to um live in a in a similar place, and they've they've become friends. And I don't know. I like the idea that it's not quite an open world, but it's like you know. No, I think it's maybe a uh, level like a hub, through. like a hub-based thing. Maybe you know, kind of like a banjo kazooie sort of thing, where you go to different yep. levels and you, you know, you have to. I don't know. What's the? Is it platformer sort of combatish? Like classic, you know, things get too close and you can um, use your pincers, or maybe you can like throw the like flip the lobster up with your jaws or something. I kind of like the idea of it being a Metal Gear Solid style stealth game. In that, <laughs> okay. In that, you know, obviously the the Lobodile is going to be, you know, being tracked by by people. So the yeah. the idea of having to um having to like get under a cardboard box and sneak and then stop and then sneak again. Yeah, that's and, cool. Well, then the know, flipping of the lobster up could be for, you know, to like unlock a door or something. You flip them up the top and they drag them, you know, he drags himself along with his pincers and, and snips the wire or something. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. I like this. <laughs> so, what's I don't the, know how so the, the hell we game, do this at a, um- <laughs> a game jam? Yeah, this like sprawling platformer with multiple characters <laughs> that have to interact with each other. Yeah, we can do that in 48 hours. Yeah. No, this is this is the this is the extra little one that we do in an hour at the end. Oh, right. That final <laughs> challenge. Yeah, totally. Final countdown. All right, I think let's click again. And uh, all right, just just for an extra challenge, let's try to make this next game. We won't do it for all of them because that could get a bit tedious. But let's try to make this next game simple enough that we think we could actually implement it in forty eight hours. Okay, 
Awesome. That that extra little wrinkle is going to really derail us. Okay, three mm-hmm. for one click. Totally. Brute. Pest. <laughs> what do we, what do, we do, do now? This is almost another insect-based sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you're like okay. a dog chasing squirrels and your name is Brute. Mm. I, I we did of, squirrels last week. I kind of like the idea. Okay. You play a dung beetle. <laughs> okay. And to push your ball of poo along, mm-hmm. you need brute strength. Yeah, all right. And in this particular place, like, um, you're, you're effectively being chased a la limbo um, by different things because people think, think of you as a pest. And your whole, your whole gameplay idea is you need to get your, your ball of poo to safety. All right. So I like the idea that there's different, like, physics puzzles that you've... That you've mm-hmm. got to sort of do. Mm-hmm. So, like are you thinking like limbo? sort of side on, like limbo and inside? Yeah. yeah so, sort side of. Side on, yeah. So, 3D, but uh, two dimensional motion yeah. for the most part, yeah. Okay. Well, that could be interesting because you've got your dung. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that you can add to as you find new piles of dung. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you have to like roll it everywhere. Have to roll it like everywhere because you're an insect. You're technically a pest. Um, mm. You can you mm. can basically have parts of the game in which you know you've got massive feet coming down because yeah. you're you're walking. You're trying to push it over like a um over a sidewalk, yeah. a busy sidewalk. Yeah. So or they're just trying to stomp you. Like they've seen you and um, I kind of like the idea of you know in limbo and. And inside, when something happens, you know, it, it restarts from just- Yeah, from just you've just before. basically is- got the one little segment that you're trying to get through, one little puzzle. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I like that idea that as well as just trying to save yourself, you have to keep your dung safe because yes. you need it for a later part of the puzzle, right? If it gets yeah. kicked or squished or whatever, then that's kind well, of it, it's puzzled. It's you can't part, beat it's it. Part, it's part of your um, your physics thing in that, you know, you're going to sometimes have to- like, um, use it to climb up something so yeah. that you can get a little bit further so you can activate, like, a little crane that can come pick it up. And, yeah, or, like, open a door that you all. can... Th- open a door that the switch is on the other side. But, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But I also like the idea that in some of these more challenging, like, feet are coming down and stuff, it's things like you have to push the dung, like, under shelter, but there's not room for you and the dung. So, there's a bit of timing of, like, all right, get that under there, and then I need to, like, jump up onto this run other other bit or, <laughs> yeah, or, like, run back to the previous one or something. Yeah, exactly. So, you've kind of got these two things. It's basically an escort mission, but for poo. Yeah. And the poo is not sent. And the poo is a- t- Well, <laughs> well, finally- No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That- well, um- <laughs> I just thought of the idea of, like- it just occasionally, like, <laughs> opens its eyes and gives you encouragement. <laughs> just winks at you. and then- <laughs> or, like, or, like, tells you you're doing a bad job or, like, screams when it gets squished. I don't know. <laughs> just, got, just got one of those Fitbits in it from, from last week. Oh, <laughs> well, I, well, or maybe it's, like, the whole time and you finally get to the end and it, like, opens its eyes and it's like, thanks, and gives you a wink. That's it. <laughs> 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 and then rolls off <laughs> into the sunset. Yeah, it's like, well, you could move, move yourself this whole time. Fuck. But you you wanted something that was simple. I, I quite. I like that. Yeah, we could I, we could pull that off. Gets if, as long as we've got some artists who can do a really nice like poo texture for the dung ball and uh, <laughs> model as it grows bigger as well. Oh yeah, well that's it. It has to scale nicely. 
Uh, and yeah, a nice the animated beetle. Oh, and and if it does get a little bit misshapen, then you've then you've got the um, you've got the button in which you can like make it round. Okay, so, so, so yeah, so sometimes you might have to use half of it to like. There's a section you have to like block a door so you can get past it soon enough, but then it just it just comes down and cuts the the dung in in half, and you've got like a half bit of dung that you then have to roll back into yeah, a ball. But you can then like uh, roll it back up together. You know, once you once you get half through and half well, through, I like the idea you know, of roll it back up together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of puzzles where you need to do that. So it's like you have to make this huge ball of dung. But then cut it in oh, ha- t- cut it in half, and then it's like a seesaw sort of thing, right? You can put something on one <laughs> side and drop it on the other, and it launches, you know, launches some of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost so a, many puzzle, there's almost a bit of so like many ideas that we can yeah. do with. Well, it. there's al- there's almost a bit of snipper clips in there, right? You have to sort of <laughs> be able to carve bits out. Oh God! <laughs> All right, that's cool. Luckily, there's no smell of vision. <laughs> yeah, Three those would click. be yeah, those would be the extra bits. If we got it done in like the first twenty four hours, those base bits, it's then like, all right, now let's bring in puzzles where you can like make it different Cut shapes and stuff. And yeah, yeah, awesome, cool. All right, this next Three one, we, this next one, we're not putting that limitation on though. <laughs> we're going all out okay. if we if we if we need to. All right, blend valet. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> blend valet. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, this doesn't have to be... Look, and I know we all went to a valet in a blender. (laughs) But blend blend could be like a mix of something, right? (laughs) What were you going to (laughs) say? You know that that's exactly where I went Of course. (laughs) And there was the record scratch. How did I get into this? (laughs) Just as the blender starts up and its legs are gone. You might you might be wondering how I got here. I fell in. <laughs> End of story. Now I'm dead. Why there was a giant blender there, I don't know. Or maybe someone used that shrink ray on them from there. Maybe it's a sequel to the shrink ray thing. No. Uh, okay. Maybe so, you're a valet who is part car. Uh, no, I've got I've got an idea for the valet has been going off joyriding and he chose right. the wrong car to joyride off in. Because he basically chose, um, effectively jigsaw, jigsaw's car. Oh, okay. I thought um, you were going to say it was a transformer, but okay. No. So, so it's um, this right. So a serial killer who likes to play horrible, deadly uh, games, games with, um, with, its with people who do victims. Wrong. So the idea being that, um, kind of like, have you seen the game Human Fall Flat? Mm. Where there's like. All these different levels that this um this character has to go through. Yeah, I kind of like the idea that it's it's sort of like a he's in a high rise building. <clears throat> okay, and each each um each level basically has like this massive blender like lawnmower <laughs> sort of thing coming t- every level. coming towards him. Okay, that you know he's got to basically get get through get through the level, get down, drop into the next level, and then it then it all starts again. With different crazy, crazy things. <laughs> I like the idea of it there being effectively like Super Meat Boy. But, right. But with a valet. <laughs> right. Right. Is it side-scrolling again then? Is it that sort of quick quick 3D platforming where like one hit and you're dead sort of thing? Um, 
Good question. I kind of like it both ways. I'm not sure which way. Maybe, mm. maybe it can be the first five levels are 2D and then it turns into a 3D thing on the next one. And then yeah, well, I was kind it. of almost pitching an endless runner sort of style, and not not necessarily actually endless, but like that that style of running either into or away from the sort of the screen, and the big blender thing is just like coming towards you, <laughs> <laughs> and there's this valet just like. Panic, panicking, <laughs> tripping over things, flailing along, and you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> do you get to sometimes drive, like, or do you start in the car? Maybe at least. I, I I think you start off as a valet. Yeah. And your first thing is, you know, you can choose to go hot rodding. Yeah. Well, it's the is the only choice. <laughs> and then <laughs> you, you can choose you to up. nicely park the car. In the parking spot. E- either way, you're going to get gassed. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> you go to open up the door and basically you get hit by hit by gas yeah. and it's like, no matter the wh- voice no comes matter over you for driving or- <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you're mine now. I'm and going to blend you, Fred Valet. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> Don't know why, but that's just an awesome name <laughs> for a valet. Yeah, well, and his last name's literally Valet. It's just a weird coincidence. Like, it's an any job you could get. Three to one cook. <laughs> okay. To go. Foot Footwork. Constipation. What do we do now? Is this someone um, is this someone who has to dance to get the poo to come out? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the way this actually starts mm-hmm. is um, this guy goes to the doctor. Yep. And the doctor says, I'm sorry, sir, but you're allergic to laxatives. Okay. And But you are severely um, impacted. So, so you must use this, um, this new three-step program. <laughs> it's called. <laughs> okay, what are the and three steps? <laughs> the th- first step is you put on dancing shoes. Okay. The second step is you put on music. Yeah. The third step is dance until you poo. <laughs> well, the third step is here are 27 ne- not other steps and they're all dance steps and you have to learn it. <laughs> the three steps are cha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're a dance teacher, Trevor. You need to bring in some good dance puns. What, what are the names um, of some steps? Well, you can always do an Alamana, or you can do, you know, a basic interfan. Yeah, exactly. No, those are boring. Okay. Yes. <laughs> they don't mean anything <laughs> to me, or our audience, mostly. No. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> what sort of game is is it a is it a is it a DDR pad that you play on? Um, or it's some other sort of dancing mechanic. Uh, now, now I'm really liking the the DDR pad. Um, I like the idea. Do you know that leap motion thing that can, like, detect where your fingers are? Hmm. I like the idea of a dance game that you control by, like, making two little legs with your fingers, fingers. and having to actually, like, do the moves <laughs> and move them around in a space. It's like VR, but for your hands. That'd be cool. Oh, I'm trying it right now, and it just sucks. <laughs> well, that's because you're trying to do actual dance moves, because you're a dancer. Uh, yes. I think you could keep it simple enough. And, you know, you've got the little character on the screen who's following those moves, and when you get it right, they just drop a giant turd. <laughs> it's like, that's your score. 
That's your score. Okay. So, so the, the image is, um, you don't actually have to be up and dancing. You just got to be doing like the, the, the actual footwork. So you, you're literally sitting on the toilet. You see the, um, <laughs> you see, all you see is like from the, from the knees down. <laughs> okay. And you're like moving these In legs with your fingers. <clears throat> yeah. And, and basically you, you're doing sort of DDR sort of steps and it's sort of like, you know, going forward and back and you, <laughs> I'm just imagining hearing hearing like relief during. You just hear a splash. You know, <sighs> splash. Yeah. Splash. Well, maybe, or maybe it's because like that's fine. And I know you're just trying to sort of keep it, you know, family friendly to some degree so that it's literally not someone. Dancing out on a dance floor, just dropping turds all over it. But I kind of like that added challenge of either one, you have to like time the dance moves so you're back at the toilet when you're about to drop, or or two, now you've put obstacles on the dance floor. Like that's added challenge because you don't want to step on it, you don't want to slip. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> that's one we could do in forty eight hours if we learned the uh, the leap motion inputs. We're going to have leap motion first. I've got a leap motion. Do you? I do. I've never used it. I should bring it. Yeah, you got to bring that now. All right. Okay, three, two, one, click. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Is it another poo-based word? Bracing. Mixer. <laughs> what do we do now? All right. No, I, I think this is our- Lots of <sighs> places that you can take bracing. Well, I think this is a, like you're at a party, like at a mi- at a mixer, like a singles yep. mixer, but you play a woman, and from what I can imagine, those things are probably pretty awful for women because guys are horrible. So you're really having to brace yourself <laughs> for what's coming, <laughs> and uh, and basically you have to talk to people and um. And shut down their one-liners with, with like, oh, it's basically, um, you, you know, the um, the combat system from Monkey Island? Where, okay. Like, it's the verbal combat. Yeah, you you need to, like- You need to, like, give um, snappy comebacks. Snappy just comebacks. shut people down. Just shut yeah. them down. Like, the best way possible. Although, I like the idea that if they get really horrible- and misogynistic, you can swipe left, by which I mean with your fist across their face. <laughs> or um, wait, swipe, swipe left up, is, the, is swipe left is the bad one, right? I don't fucking know. I've never used Tinder. I don't know. Um, how about swiping up, which is bringing your knee up into their nuts? Yeah, yeah, totally. What do, What do you reckon about the um, about the Monkey Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verbal yeah. combat. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. As, you, as long as you could, you know, write some good ones. Oh, you just get Orson Scott Card to write them. I mean, he wrote, he wrote the um the the pirate fighting sword fighting in um in Monkey Island One. Orson Scott Card wrote them. Yeah, uh, but he's a horrible the guy ra- who wrote Ender's ho- Game. But he's a horrible racist. I don't want him. Yeah. Oh, uh, is he a racist? No, he's a homophobe. He's probably a racist too. We'll, we'll, we'll just there's we'll a, find some. A lot else. of bad people in Hollywood and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's just a lot of bad people. <laughs> but if we're if we're literally making a game about like women getting to punch assholes, then we probably don't want to hire an asshole. An anyway, asshole. Yeah. we'll we'll find someone with some better politics. All right, three, two, one, click. <laughs> God. Burn it through. Speaking of which, mine is earn walloping. So 
Your grandmother's ashes have just gotten a walloping and they're everywhere and your mum's about to get home. What do we do now? <laughs> it's oh, a vacuuming God. game. <laughs> <laughs> Using the Wii Motes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in VR. It's in VR, okay. Get some- Grandma's ashes are all over the all over the ground. Yep. It's a few little um, bits of bone. Those are like your those are like your tre- like your collectibles. It's like if you <laughs> that one's the little finger. <laughs> yeah, if you collect the whole hand, you get an achievement. But that's a lot because no. there's like lots of bones in a hand, right? I'm pretty sure there's like fifty or something. Twenty seven. There's twenty seven bones in a hand. That's about right for collectibles. <clears throat> okay. It's like I found so- a metatarsal. I think that's a hand bone. I don't actually know. Well, the metacarpal. Carpal? Tarsal? I don't know. I think I got that wrong. I just went with carpal because of, you know, the carpal tunnel. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. sense. It is a metacarpal. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Awesome. Is that the whole, ga- right. is that the whole game? No, let, let's, let, we um, can keep going with that. Uh, so, what are your challenges? Like, obviously, yeah, you've just, there's dust, there's ash lying on everything. And so, you get your vacuum, you got your vacuum cleaner and you're trying to clean it out. Um, so, can, <clears> can you choose, like, um, different vacuum cleaners, you know, based well, off your different of- attachments, right? So if you, if it's on the curtains, you got to make sure to use the the little little brush thing, the curtain attachment. Yeah, the- um, I like the idea that it is in VR and it yeah. can be in room scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah the room there are teleporting <laughs> mechanics so that you can. Oh, like- I was thinking like each room you're in, like just reconfigures itself, kind of like a job simulator does, I think, to the size of whatever space you've set up. Although I guess that might make the challenge a bit. Too easy for small spaces or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So it's teleporting. All right, teleporting, fine. Um, maybe you can. There's maybe there's a control there. on the vacuum cleaner where you can like put it on really high and it sucks you towards that direction. <laughs> <laughs> you got the latest and greatest, and it just yeah, it's just like <laughs> you like attached to the wall there. It's like um, turn it off. All right, now I'm over here. So I'm seeing that maybe in one room you can you can like pull out the Roomba, um, okay. But of course they can only do the ground. Yeah. So you've still got you know the the curtains and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So is it literally this like there's a time limit and you've got to get through the whole house? Somehow it got like before. Not only did it get not only home. did it get a walloping, but it also got sucked into the like the inflow for the ducted heating. Um. Yeah. So it's 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 literally blown into it's every room everywhere. in the house. And so, yeah, you've got levels for each room and you've got a time limit and you just got to suck it all up uh, yep. and, and you get like a percentage at the end of how much you got. There's got to, Okay, so what are the challenges of each room? There's like the cat who comes and like pushes it around and, and spreads it even further. So, because, because you need to be able to get it back into the urn, mm. I think another challenge that you can that you can have is percentage of grandma in the urn. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> because you don't want too much dust in the urn. You want only ash. Oh, I see. So, so you've got to avoid just other dirt and and dust and stuff that's yeah. around. Is there a way to tell? Now you can put on some goggles, <laughs> just like yeah, highlight I, I, grandma. But you can't actually. You can't <laughs> use them while you're using the vacuum cleaner because it interferes with them. Yeah, it, so it's, you, a, it's a Doom Three situation. Yeah, like yeah. Before they before they added the mod. Yeah. Um, the duct tape in the later edition. The so duct, you can, you can only have 
you can only either have like the goggles on, yep, or the vacuum running. Or the vacuum running. If you have the vacuum running when when the goggles are on, like everything just goes fuzzy yeah. on there because like the the vacuum cleaner is so powerful that it like interferes with the um oh, yeah. with the goggles. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you used to watch TV and your mum would run the vacuum cleaner and it'd go all crazy. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it it just affects like. Electromagnetic transmission. Yeah. Some bullshit like that. Yeah. Um, I also like the idea that you've managed to, like, hook the urn up to the vacuum cleaner, and so it's just actually blasting into the urn. <laughs> it's like you're just, you, like, you seeing it fill pipe. up. Yeah, you're just, like, seeing it fill up on, like, attached to the top. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and it's got- And yeah. it measures the percentage of what you got is actual grandma versus uh, human- Other human skin, which- being dust <laughs> and, bar- so and bugs I'm, I'm and thinking, I'm, Lego pieces and I'm socks. thinking one of the, one of the things in the game is you can like you find a secret compartment. Okay, like you, if you're vacuuming around and you happen to say um, knock in, knock into a wall, you find out that it's actually hollow behind it. Okay, and so. Um, by vacuuming in the right place, you can actually open the secret door. You go down there, and there's like. Um, I'm just imagining more human remains. Oh God! Why? So it turns th- out your parents are serial killers. Either your parents or your grandparents were serial oh, killers. Oh, so you're like, so there's a narrative here as well. Yes, as you vacuum up grandma, you're also like finding yep. out about her life and that she was a horrible, horrible person. I was going to say maybe you you open the the secret door and grandma's down there and she faked her death, and that's maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the end game. And it's like, well, well I just vacuumed. You all up like who the fuck did I just who vacuum? did I just vacuum up? It's like I don't know. It was uh, Joe from down the street. He was he he had a heart attack. I took my took my opportunity. Put, ma- put makeup on him. Out. Now, now that you found, found out, out. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and she goes, "There's too much dust in here," so she replaces like she's got a crematorium down there. She replaces the uh, the ashes with with yours. yours. <laughs> you just wake up. In the urn, somehow you're still alive. <laughs> and you're just like an anthropomorphic Turns out urn. That you're now haunting the house. <laughs> yeah, now you're haunting the house. Sets up the sequel, which is a completely different game. <laughs> All right. I, don't know, I, I, I really quite like that idea. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You know, vacuuming our grandma, and then there's a storyline behind <laughs> it. It's kind of like a walking simulator. Like, yeah, but with some, home, actual, you're finding out- with some actual challenging mechanics around, uh, you know, collecting everything and. You know, I think you do have to do things in the right order or, or you know, there's, there is the cat who keeps coming to, I don't know, lick up the ashes. And so, you, it's sort of you have to keep blasting it with the vacuum cleaner so it backs off or something. <laughs> Someone comes in and turns the fan on in one room. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Three to one yeah. quick. Quibbling. Stenography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We've got some weird words today. So, stenography is like shorthand, often used in like a courtroom. Okay. And quibbling is arguing or raising objections Mm. about a trivial matter. Yeah. What do we do now? So. I feel like what do we do now is so broad that it can kind of just apply to anything. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's not really much of a, um, it's not really stopping us from doing anything. Um, Okay. You play a stenographer in a courtroom. Okay. Um, I like the idea of this being in VR because I just uh, we we just watched a video today, mm-hmm. um, and it was Elaine Noir. <laughs> yes. So I, I'm just imagining <clears throat> having to to like write 
write, you know, in shorthand, you know. So wait, do you have to you, actually learn shorthand? Either shorthand or you've you've just got to type. Well, I was going to say as fast also, as you can. Yeah, mo- like modern stenographers have a some sort of typewriter. Yeah. So I, I like the idea that you have to actually write down what what is actually being said in this courtroom. It's just a trivial matter. So this is just you know, a training sort of- sim for for becoming a stenographer. Oh, something basically. like that. Have you seen stenography and shorthand? It's fucking weird. It is. It's really fucked up. Um, I like I I like the idea that it's it's basically the most boring sort of court case that that you can think of. <laughs> right. But there's lots of big and words. To, lots of big words that you got to sort of type, and and then every now and again the the um the judge asks you to read it back. Oh God. <laughs> and depending on what you've written, like the. The, um, oh, oh! I see the AI, the, like the the game. The, it's, AI the game will itself just do a text to speech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure this could be a game in itself, but it could be like a part of a game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there some sort of interesting? Well, so maybe this is like a cool narrative thing where you're a stenographer who solves a crime in some way. <laughs> maybe you're brought in because the criminal. Is leaving shorthand notes everywhere. No one could read it, and so it's like, oh shit! Bring in that courtroom stenographer, and you're like an eighty-year-old woman. <laughs> who you're has like, like you're, a, I'm just thinking of, has um, like one of one of the little stenographer machines around her neck, so she can. Yeah, like, totally. Touch I'm that. just thinking of because we've been watching Parks and Rec, and I'm just thinking of uh, I, I can't remember what her name is, but uh, is it like Ethel something? It's probably Ethel something. Uh, she's the she's the stenographer in like the council chambers. Ethel Beavers. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you're brought in to, to read these things, but maybe, like, you read something that shocks you so much, you don't give them the whole information, and you just go on to solve the crime yourself, because you know yep. you know the person who committed it, because they come to your, you know, stenography club meetings, uh, <laughs> where you all sit around watching movies and, and uh, transcribing them in shorthand, just for fun. <laughs> Sure, that's what stenographers do for fun, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and um, then it's like I don't know what's I don't know what the game. I don't know if it's like an adventure game or something. And then, but there are these because now you're that you're also the steno- stenographer on that case or related cases, and so maybe you manage to sort of gather information through that. But you have to actually do your job at the same time. Uh, I'm just wondering with. Um with like interrogations and that sort of stuff, whether you keep on raising <laughs> objections about like the 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 simplest little little nuances of what they say, right? Because you know, you've got like the trivial, you've matters. got the record, <laughs> you can read it back. Yeah, there's a bit of yeah. Uh, what's his name? You know the guy in the games with the objections, Phoenix Wright. Yeah, Ace Attorney. <laughs> I always <laughs> that, you, that you can. Uh, yeah, I always. You can whenever say, I try to think of Phoenix Wright, because it's Ace Attorney, I think of Ace Ventura, and I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> All righty then. Objection. Let's click again. Objection then. Okay. Three to one. Click. Treason. Ligament. <laughs> what do we do now? So, <laughs> you're the President of the United States, <laughs> and God. you're playing golf, and you just tore your ligament, and now you're being <laughs> charged with treason. Oh, sorry. That's just that's just what I wish would happen. That's just my dreams. <laughs> oh, God. 
Injuries um, and ligament. Maybe this is another one because we've had games before where you sort of play organs of the body or like different parts of the body. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is a game where you're, you know, you're Osmosis Jones esque character. There's a and and you're investigating, you're investigating who ligament. Well, you're investigating this ligament for treason. You're investigating whether or not they intentionally tore to rebel against the body. All right, playing golf. Well, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where the game is in that. I got nothing. No, three to one click. Ant eater. Shack. What do we do now? Well, I know, I know that's probably S H A C K, but I kind of want to do S H A Q. I knew you would too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, it's it's a world where Shaquille O'Neal is a is an is an anteater, <laughs> or maybe it's a is secretly an anteater. <laughs> I kind of wish it was what's I kind of wish it was Aardvark because they can like roll into balls and then it'd be just a world where they're playing basketball but with Aardvarks. Oh no, Armadillo, <laughs> Armadillo. That's what I'm thinking of. All right, an- but we got it. All right, Anteater. So Shaq is an Anteater. So is that he's just bigger than all the other Anteaters and better at basketball? Like what? <laughs> what? What makes uh, someone the Shaq of Anteaters? Um, hang on. Most armadillo species forage in the early morning and evening hours for a variety of invertebrates and insects. There we go. It's an anteater. <laughs> so it can be an armadillo. All right. We'll do that shift just so we can have them roll up into a ball, right? Yep. All right. So this is a world where, for some reason, the tradition of basketball is that you play with an, armad- uh, an armadillo. Yep. Uh, but but you can't dribble the, the armadillo. Because no. That- that's damages. So the idea is it's kind of like a game of hot potato. Right. Um, well, it's a bit more like Where netball. you can't actually have it hit the ground. Oh, okay. You can't have it hit the ground. Right. So it's about protecting the armadillo, but also getting it through a hoop safely. Yes. Safely. Safely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so how would this change basketball? Obviously, we've talked about no dribbling, no dropping it. Uh, no bounce passes. No, yeah. Um, but you can throw it, obviously. Yeah, you can throw. Um, you, so the, yeah. I, I think I think you were right by saying netball. Mm. Um, so like you, you can't know, not being able you to can't remove with the dillo. Yeah. So <clears throat> gameplay wise, I I'm liking the idea that it's played on like a instead of a um a basketball size court. Okay. I like the idea that it's actually played on like a soccer size field. Oh, geez. All right. I guess that does make it more of a challenge to really get it from one side to the other. Without it being intercepted yeah, so, and without dropping it, and yeah, yeah. So you've you've got to sort of work out how how you can how you can pass pass this armadillo around. Yeah. Um, well, and so you get penalties for a throw that doesn't get caught. Uh, you get penalties for how hurt the armadillo gets. Yeah. Um, you get penalties for how many animal rights activists uh, attack you after the game. <laughs> you need to keep that to a minimum. Yep. So that could bring in strategies where, like, you you notice someone try to pass, and so you tackle the person who's going to catch it because that armadillo <laughs> drops. <laughs> Although I wonder if there's penalties on both sides, like because it's about protecting the armadillo. Maybe there's penalties to both sides if it gets hurt at all, but you still have to get it into your own zone. So you can't just stop someone else from catching it. Like that's going to give 
everyone a penalty. So you have to like shove them out of the way and catch it yourself. Yep. Okay. What what you can do though, and this is this is like the new rule that sort of just come in. If you roll the um roll the armadillo Ooh, on the ground, okay, that's that's legal. You know, it's it's it may have hit the ground, but it's it's legal because <laughs> it hasn't dropped and got hurt. Yeah. Um. Only a little bit dizzy because it's now rolling really yeah, fucking yeah. fast. And also, there's the um, chance that it'll just run. Then, like, it'll take off on its own. And and that that gives you a little bit of extra, um, like, movement. Well, into, as long into as it goes area. in the right direction, yeah, totally. Um, I'm just wondering whether you know to stop it from getting outside of the field. It's got like a shock collar on it. Jesus. <laughs> well, although, to be fair, if we're talking, like, the modern version of a traditional sport about protecting an armadillo, like, it'd just all be about the money and the merchandising. They wouldn't actually give a fuck about the armadillo anymore, except for the extent of how it plays into the rules of the game. <laughs> An armadillo gets killed. You just get another one out of the- Out of, out of the, the closet, yeah. Out of, like, the, the sports equipment box yep. and throw it out. Into- <laughs> There's just all these moaning, dehydrated armadillos in there. <laughs> a big, a big, just big, funnily enough, a big part of this game is the animal rights activists. <laughs> like, I don't know why we've been playing this game for hundreds of years, but mm, they're just, they're not into it. <laughs> they seem all right with it. Look, they haven't complained. <laughs> and, and you know what? We we decided to start cloning them. So it's only clones of. Yeah, like of they still feel pain, as- but like <laughs> technically we've only hurt one. Like, from a DNA basis. <laughs> so, what's your problem, goddamn liberal hippies? Well, actually, I heard that the, that the doctors managed to um managed to get rid of the gene that actually makes it feel pain. So, it doesn't even feel pain yeah, anymore. Yeah, not physical pain. And it, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't feel physical it's, pain. Like, it's, it's, there's emotional pain still, of course. You know, we have to, we have to admit that. But, uh, you know, they're pretty dumb. They can't. What sort of? How many emotions could they have? Three. <laughs> I think that'll do us for this week. <laughs> what are the emo- What are the emotions that's got anger and disappointment? Yeah, and and funnily enough, horniness. Yeah, which is ironic because they're clones and they're infertile. <laughs> <laughs> God. Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. Uh, I think Peter's going to have something to say about this. <laughs> oh God, Peter, 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 sponsor it. Weirdly enough, like those guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. So if you want to find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, we're there at Bitstormcast. We've got a Facebook group, Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/Bitstorm. Come and talk to us there. We are on Podchaser, Podchaser.com/slash/Bitstorm. We're on iTunes, where you can rate, review, subscribe. We've got a website, bitstormcast.com. Love to plug our friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Check out hashtag AGPN on Twitter or the Australasian face... uh, Fuck. (laughs) Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook for all those wonderful shows. And finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the song Mount Defiance of the album Containment Failure. Thank you for joining us on Bitstorm again. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. Squash that poo.